Welcome to Brands Decoded podcast, where we speak with some of the best founders crafting the next generation of brands. I'm Rahul from Times Internet, where we back consumer internet companies. I'm Zoeb from Sauce VC that backs early stage consumer brands. We came together to build the Brands Decoded community where members eat, drink, sleep, and craft brands. Our guest today is Pratesh Asher, co-founder of Juicy Chemistry. Their journey started in their small kitchen in Coimbatore in India. And from there, the brand has grown to countries including the US, UK, Australia, and many more. Pleasure to have you with us today, Pratesh. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me here today. Uh, so, Pratesh, why don't we start off by... Uh, learning more about the genesis of the brand name and uh, what it sort of means? That's one question that we get a lot. Uh, so I'm always happy to answer that question. It's a very uh, interesting story behind the name Juicy Chemistry. Obviously, you know, we started with a 10 by 10 kitchen uh, in our makeshift uh, kitchen with just uh, two of us, Mega and myself, doing a lot of research on, you know, if it's possible to actually make organic or, you know, basically just... Uh, cosmetics and skincare products, which are free from any sort of chemically processed ingredients, um, or even chemically processed agro ingredients, for that matter. One of the uh, you know experiments that we were doing was you know manufacturing uh, uh, cold uh, processed soaps in our in our makeshift kitchen, and um, somehow I uh, was doing a lot of research and I found that you know uh, we could actually infuse really uh, fresh fruits and vegetable juices in our manufacturing processes as well to you know leave the water out so you can add more functional ingredients in the skincare product for it to give more benefits on application uh, the idea really interested me uh, interesting enough for me to you know go and try a batch of the product and uh, you know, we decided to use a little bit of a citric uh, fruit which was which was in season and available locally to see if you know that that water can be replaced in that product uh, interestingly enough, halfway through the batch, you know, things were going well uh, until I started adding uh, this fresh cold pressed juice into the product. A few seconds later into the product, the product uh, starts to behave a little differently, uh, a little weirdly than I expected it to behave. Uh, eventually, uh, making a big goop out of the product. And, you know, you would imagine the soap to be, you know, really orangey and, you know, smelling great. Uh, with all these wonderful, uh, you know, pro- uh, oils that we had used in the product, but eventually the the product which was uh, in the pro- in in the pot uh, looked like a big uh, brown mess. Um, and you know, Vega walks in and is like, uh, "What is happening? And why is this? Why is this looking like this?" Uh, so I looked at her and said, I, "We tried to make the uh, fresh cold process soap. Uh, <laughs> this is the result of it. Uh, I think the." Uh, uh, you know, the product didn't work the way, you know, we, we thought it would. The chemistry of it looks completely different. So Mega looks at it and she says, uh, you know, that's some, that's some chemistry that's happening because, you know, that's not what we expected to happen. Uh, and I looked at her and I said, no, it's just not just chemistry. It's because of the juices that we put in. It's juicy chemistry that's <laughs> happening. Uh, so, you know, that, that was that moment. But it didn't strike, strike us that, you know, that is going to be the name of the brand. But we just kept coming back to that some way or the other, you know, whenever we had a, like a, you know, fail batch and we would reference it to the point that, you know, let's, let's hope it doesn't become a juicy chemistry like it happened uh, with the soap batch. And then it sort of kept growing on us because, you know, there was chemistry between us when we were, you know, when we were in the, uh, in the, in the floor, on the floor, just making products uh, or when we were researching, you know, we were doing a lot of chemistry um, related stuff. 
It was just between us. It was the product and the and the usage. You know, so it always it always gelled. That name gelled, and it always came back to the name Juicy Chemistry. And one fine day, when we had to make a Facebook page, we didn't have a brand name. Uh, you know, we wasted a lot of time, and I was like, "Mega, this is not going anywhere. Uh, I'm just going to name this Juicy Chemistry, and then and, and that's it. Uh, we we stuck to it then. Wow, that 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 sounds fun, actually. <laughs> yeah, on the floor, it was it was really crazy uh, to you know see that kind of process happening right in front of us. Uh, and and that just stuck with us. And uh, whenever we, you know, uh, went into markets uh, and, and we had a stall, uh, people would come to our brand because, you know, they were intrigued by what it is, you know, because it didn't give them a clear picture of what this brand was all about. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it created a lot of, uh, you know, inquisitiveness in the consumers. And that sort of helped us a lot in the initial phase. Yeah. And to be honest, Juicy Chemistry sounds like a rom-com movie. And um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it sounds fun. So you and Bega literally started this out of a kitchen, you know. And uh, I, I just want to understand that you definitely have a manufacturing background. Uh, and today, you know, while you're not in that 10 by 10 room anymore, which you were many years back, uh, what, what core functions do both of you handle today? The functions just, uh, you know, we played out. Uh, as we took on different roles in juicy chemistry, uh, like you rightly said, we are not in that 10 by 10 kitchen anymore. Uh, you know, 2018, we were able to move to a larger uh, manufacturing unit. Uh, and of course, it's grown more since since 2018 as well. Uh, but, you know, uh, me and Mega, we go back about 20 years. Um, and, you know, we understand each other's strengths and weaknesses very, uh, very clearly. You know, we are uh, we are like a jigsaw puzzle that fit. Uh, very very well so you know uh, she has core expertise uh, in her subject she does research you know she comes from a criminologist criminal justice background for her bachelor's degree and she does uh, she's done um, masters in journalism as well she knows the nuances of social media she knows uh, you know journalism research backed you know multitasking like there is no tomorrow uh, you know, and if, if somebody comes and tells me, you know, you need to do this while I'm doing something else, that's it. Come back later after half an hour. Let me finish this, what I'm doing. Uh, otherwise, I'll I'll never get to uh, the number two job. But Mega does, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, multitasking around here, Juicy Chemistry. So, you know, it, it spanned out in such a way that, you know, Mega handles operations, uh, day-to-day operations of the, uh, you know, the, uh, the manufacturing facility, human resource management. Uh, you know, she does PR really well. She does social media really well. Uh, you know, research is 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 a real big forte for her. Uh, so you know, she handles those parts of the businesses. I am more into manufacturing, like like you rightly said, my background is more, you know, in manufacturing. Uh, you know, I love to create. Um, you know, you'll always find me on the on on the juicy chemistry production floor. Uh, you know, doing um, you know new formulations. You know, testing out things. You know, quality checks. You know, raw material sourcing. You know, uh, you know, overall management of the company. That's something that is my uh, understanding. So we have our clear uh, job roles laid out. Um, and I think that worked really well for us. You know, it's uh, interesting that you spoke about your uh, manufacturing background and the manufacturing facilities. And uh, as per my research, it's uh, it's the facility has grown uh, four times in size since 2017. So, um, you know, my question is in two parts. Firstly, what was your vision in trying to build such a facility? Uh, you know, because uh, something like contract manufacturing is a very common path uh, many uh, consumer brand companies follow. 
And secondly, did you have a differentiated vision for what you wanted to build as a facility? Um, yes, Zoeb. Uh, so when we started out, that, that was not the vision, to be very honest, uh, you know, because we we were just, uh, you know, cramped for space because, you know, we were growing very quickly. And then that's when we decided that we need a bigger facility for sure. But then, you know, the the larger picture behind that was, you know, we wanted to create a facility because there was nobody else that we could outsource our manufacturing to. Uh, now, not to forget that Risk Chemistry is still India's first and only certified organic skincare brand with over 100 products and certification. Uh, at that point in time, there was nobody in India that was, you know, really doing organic manufacturing. Uh, and let alone outsource it, people didn't understand what organic, like a certified organic product actually meant. A certified organic product needs to go through almost literally over 200 checkpoints uh, at any given stage, right from you know sourcing, a supply chain to manufacturing, post-manufacturing, storage of those goods, you know, uh, labeling, communication, transparency, sustainability. There are so many aspects that you know an organic brand need to bring along to the table for it to be called organic. So for us, it was very important that you know we built this manufacturing facility with the with the credentials that uh, you know we wanted our products to carry, which was EcoCert certified organic. Now, EcoCert, because there was no other certifying of body that was available in India, EcoCert also just started off with one customer that was us uh, predominantly. Uh, so it was very important for us to build a backward integrated manufacturing facility, which would fall in place with the guidelines laid by our organic certification body. So this is why we you know, uh, took the plunge and said, listen, we are not going to be able to manufacture this with anybody else unless and until we create the facility ourselves. Uh, you know, our organic credentials will go out of the window. Uh, so that was the motivation for us to, you know, create uh, the facility to make that capital expenditure ourselves. Uh, and, you know, this really benefited us in a lot of other ways as well that we can touch upon on, on uh, different questions. But uh, that was the idea when we invested in, uh, you know, making our facility the way it is today. Super cool, Pratish. Um, I just wanted to understand one majority of Indian customers, um, you know, don't really know EcoCert, right? I mean, there are different, different certifications, right? Um, today, when we pick a coffee, it has some certification. Today, yes. when we pick a, you know, soap bar, it has some certification. So different certifications coming there, right? Yeah. Uh, but the larger challenge is that today, almost everyone claims to be either all natural or all yes. organic, right? How do you literally build that trust? Rahul, it's a, it's, there's no one like direct answer to that. I mean, it's small, small things that the brand does that really have an impact on the consumer's minds. Uh, like, for example, you know, like you rightly said, there is, there's hardly any differentiations in the word natural, organic, pure, herbal, Ayurvedic as well. Because, uh, you know, the reason we started Juicy Chemistry was this, that, you know, it, like literally there was, there was no differentiation between the brands. When we looked at the labels at the back, uh, it was literally such that pretty much the formulations remain the same 95% of the times. Uh, and, and, you know, functional ingredients, colors, fragrances would vary. But, you know, the, the product in its essence, the way it was manufactured, looked exactly the same for so many different brands, but in different uh, packaging and branding. Right? So that was something that we wanted to, you know, that we couldn't digest the fact that, you know, a product claiming itself to be natural or Ayurvedic could have, you know, these traces of, not traces, I would say the origins of a chemical-based compound, artificial flavors, artificial colors, fragrances, preservatives. Uh, I, I, could, I could go on and on. 
but uh, you know we started off natural and that's when we kept getting uh, asked this question how are you different from another brand right because we didn't have any certifications in place we didn't have any third party uh, assessing our uh, our work it was self claims like i would claim myself to be natural and organic how are we different from the other brands that were already doing that and that was very important for us to communicate to the consumer now trust building was something that you know obviously uh, rome's not built overnight it's something that you have to work towards i think we did a lot of small things right as far as you know build building trust was concerned juicy mm-hmm. uh, mc was built on three t's i would say trust traceability and transparency i think we we did that extremely well in our early stages of the brand we created a, a clear traceability to every single ingredient that we were sourcing the ingredients that was coming into uh, the juicy chemistry lab had a clear uh, trace back to the soil from where that ingredient was purchased who was the farmer how much of the lot was was you know traded organically um, how it came to our manufacturing facility what we did with that product how we packaged it uh you know the labeling information that we were giving we were probably one of the first brands in india to you know mention each and every single ingredient that was going into our manufacturing uh, of that product so the label clearly mentioned how much of organic substance was there inside the product in the finished product what was in it to you know get that percentage uh, at the back of the label so we created a lot of uh, you know educational content for the consumer uh, for them to you know really understand what we were doing how we were doing it and what was the benefit for the consumer because we were doing what we were doing i think that was very important uh, you know earlier on in our journey that we managed to establish with the consumer and today if you see the consumer is journey has completely changed uh, you're right when you say the mass uh, of the target segment is still not aware of you know the certification processes you know how we are different from one another because still a lot of brands call themselves organic without having any certifications uh, in place but that trend is clearly changed quite drastically i would say people today know about certifications people associate certifications with trust people uh, you know our customers uh, have that trust factor because we are certified and not making self claims absolutely um you know i'm just curious to understand uh, where do you stand uh, with these differing philosophies and uh, why is it that you chose to go with nature as opposed to science yeah if i may uh, take that question a little differently okay uh, i i understand that you know the consumer is completely you know overwhelmed with the kind of information that is available to them the different Correct. kinds of brand offering different product uh, variations in the market one like you rightly said is you know coming from nature Uh, or you know less toxin one is coming from an ayurvedic background one is coming from more clinical quote unquote research based skincare offering to the consumer what is it what is different with organic the question is very rightly targeted as well because you know the consumer needs to understand why organic why k beauty why uh, you know clinical uh, you know assets you know, what should i use when how do i use it what should be my am pm routine so these are all very typical questions that a consumer faces today when they are making a purchase decision as far as their skin care is, is is concerned now see our our take was very 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 clear right where do these assets come from right where does the hyaluronic acid come from i mean you extract it from a plant you extract it from a particular fruit you extract it from a a particular berry it, it could be different um, ways of you know getting a particular active ingredient out 
what we are telling you is you know mm-hmm. when we are giving you an active substance uh, an active plant okay. material why would i extract it through a chemical process uh, to then you know add it at 2% 1% uh, maybe at 7 8 10% depending on what the product formulation is why don't i give you a product which is 100% active right juicing chemistry products are okay. actually 100% water free we don't use any water in our formulations whatsoever thereby keeping the preservative out of the picture thereby we don't use any fillers we don't use any stabilizers we don't use any emulsifying agents when we say that you know uh, you know there is aha in my product right so we what do we do uh, as a brand we look at what is that one ingredient which has aha for that example there, there could be many different examples that i give you i can leave it for another day but i'm just giving you an example of a aha right so sugarcane has yes. phenomenal amount of aha it's it's a great exfoliant to the skin it has wonderful amounts of nutrients uh, that you know get passed on to the skin on application it's a very micro sized aha so you know it helps really penetrate the skin and uh, gives uh, the uh, the desired results that it's looking to give what we have done differently with juicy chemistry is try to keep our organic credentials in place but give you different products within that regime that you can follow at different usage levels for example there will be some vitamins and minerals which will be water soluble there will be some which will be oil soluble we keep water soluble uh, nutrients or vitamins in water soluble phase water phase regime which is basically a cleansing or a face wash regime right so okay. for example we'll have a soap or a cleanser which is going to be with an aha for for that matter but we wouldn't be able to add it in an oil phase because of our organic and limitations within the organic manufacturing credentials but what we would do is split the phase and give you a water phase uh, ingredient with you know a facial cleanser or a soap and then we'll give you a water based toning mist which is coming from purely floral waters rose water aloe vera water lavender water have wonderful uh, you know uh, nutrients within them that can you know help for the at the toning phase and then we have something so you for two water phases and then we seal it with an oil phase which is going to lock in the moisture and uh, not let the moisture content uh, you know uh, escape from the uh, skin's uh, layer very easily so that's that works as an oculant so we've actually given you all the nutrients uh, and all the uh, you know necessary regime that was required to do in not in one phase but in three different phases uh, two water phases and one oil phase in the morning the same thing with the uh, in the nighttime regime as well so keeping our organic credentials in place we've actually just tapped the most potent ingredients from the nature's lab and put it in our formulations in different phases so that you still get to enjoy products and get the benefits out of them without having to look at a chemical alternative if you ask me uh, a direct question how does uh, the product work i mean yes it's organic it's great right i mean that's just one part of the story what about the efficacy factor because the consumer is coming to pay to the brand because they want efficacy from the product uh, you are organic that's great that's a buying choice uh, you are cruelty free that's great vegan you know that that that's something that i can you know relate to as well and that will impact my purchase decision but my core uh, question remains will will this product work for me or not right so that is something that we've looked to address with all our products our ingredient is the hero it it has got the kind of nutrients the kind of you know essential fatty acid matter the kind of delicate enzymes that are required and the enzymes that are alive in the product at the time of use right so when you use the product if the nutrients are not there it's like cooking 
it's like it's like basic cooking, right? If if you boil the vegetable too long, the nutrients go away in water, and you're actually draining them out rather than putting them in your body. So it's the manufacturing process. It's it starts from the source, how the raw material is actually you know sourced, and then how we manufacture it by ensuring that all the nutrients are alive in the in the product, and how we transfer it to the consumer at the time of use. That ensures that every single product in Juicy Chemistry's range is actually active at the time of use, and almost every single product has gone through a clinical study to ensure that they are actively helping the skin trouble uh, or the skin concern or the hair concern that the consumer has come to us in the first place for. Uh, now, is there one way to do it? Would you say that uh, you know Ayurvedic works better than allopathic, uh, allopathic medicines, or does it work better than homeopathic medicines? They all have a different way of working on your skin. And uh, it's not right to say that one works better than the other. But my question to you, to the consumers, is if you are able to get the same amount of efficacy using an organic product, is there a necessity to look elsewhere? Right. So that is our proposition. Fair enough. Uh, fair enough. Very interesting. So, Pratesh, uh, who takes care of this entire R&D? Is it you or is, it, is there another team or you work with a lot of people you know, remotely, how does this work? Uh, honestly, level we don't have an uh, we don't have an R and D team. Uh, the R and D team consists of myself and Mega completely. We don't outsource any of our production related processes uh, to any third party agency because, honestly, again, we've not found the right kind of you know organic credentials with uh, with anybody to you know sort of help us in our manufacturing uh, processes. But what we do is, you know, we are very thorough on our research. Uh, we've done this for the last seven years, eight years now uh, into the making. And we really understood, uh, you know, different physical and chemical properties of different, different uh, ingredients that we source from around the world and how they need to be, uh, you know, because there are some there are some restrictions as far as, you know, organic is concerned. Even though that, uh, you know, you can use some sort of actives in your production processes, which might be EcoCert certified, which might be certified by other different agencies. But for us, our philosophy is very clear. You know, if you can leave out any chemically processed agro ingredient and don't use any sort of uh, lab-derived actives in our products and use the uh, ingredients in natural and organic, you know, phytoactives to ensure that the skin biome is, you know, benefiting from it. And that is our credential, that is our boundary, and we don't cross that boundary at any stage. Uh, so for us, research and, uh, you know, development happen, uh, you know, across uh, mine and Mega's uh, uh, table. We deep dive into every single problem that you know that consumer is facing, and try to address it uh, in the most organic uh, way possible. And I think we've been um, you know fairly successful in creating a product line. Um, you know when we have everything in our product range, right from you know concerns with acne, uh, for hair fall, products for pigmentation concerns, and uh, uh, you know. We've uh, managed to do that with, uh, like I said, you know, three different, uh, four different uh, variants uh, where, you know, they can uh, use it in their skincare regime. So we've addressed it in, in a very granular way. Research uh, and development is something that we are very passionate about when we're creating skin and hair care products. So we would still hold it very close to our hearts even going forward. So, uh, Pratesh, what I want to know is that uh, given that your R&D is uh, completely done in-house, so, uh, what is your process for, uh, you know, uh, generating other core driving forces for for the company? That is, of course, if you can, uh, you know, share share that with us. What's that process like in, in at the company? 
you know, Zoya, we've stayed connected to our consumers at a very grassroots level, right from the inception of the company. And we still continue to do so today as well. I think if you ask me how many of the products were inspired by, you know, uh, you know interactions with the consumers, I would say 100% of the products were inspired by, you know, our interactions with our consumers very early on in our journey at uh, Juicy Chemistry. And we continue to handle, you know, customer queries at a very, very uh, personal level even today. Uh, you know, just talking to the consumers, you get a lot of insight. You know, that is your market research, if you ask me. Uh, because, you know, when we started off Juicy Chemistry, you know, we started with about six or seven products in our line. We had a hair oil, we had a body butter, we had a couple of soaps. Uh, but, you know, when we stood behind the counter, uh, when we were doing, a, uh, you know, a, a, a small trade shows, uh, customers would come uh, for the first time, they would buy the products and they would see us again in the same trade show. And they would say, listen, I love I love that product that you gave us last time. But listen, can you also give me a, a, a hair oil? Because, you know, I'm using, uh, you know, a, a, a face scrub from your range and I really like it. But, you know, I'm, I'm looking to go organic. Could you get me a you know, a soap or could you get me a hair conditioner? Or could you get me a face mask or a face serum? Because, you know, I'm looking to change my skincare regime to go completely natural and organic. So, you know, this is this is the consumer insight. So, you know, people would come to us and say, listen, I have oily acne from skin. What products do you have from our age? So, you know, it gave us a lot of insight to understand the problems that the consumers were facing and, and do our research based on the gaps that were there in the market. Clearly, you know, when we started off Juicy Chemistry, when we looked around, you know, we didn't find one product that would fit this bill, which would call itself 100%, uh, you know, chemical-free, but uh, would also have, uh, you know, uh, efficacy attached to it. So, you know, we understood that the consumer was looking for something like this. Uh, and uh, through our early interactions with the consumer, uh, we were able to create products to fill those gaps very eff efficiently. Um, I think uh, that gave us a lot of customer insight. One and today, obviously, we have a lot of we have an extended team now uh, that helps us, you know, understand uh, you know the consumer journeys better. Um, you know, we we still uh, continue to you know monitor every single uh, you know customer query to understand you know if, if there are any gaps. We identify, like for example, you know, we get one uh, one query a, a lot from uh, from our consumers. Can you add hair color to your range? Could you add uh, a, a conditioner in your in your range? So you know there are some limitations to what we can do and what we can't do. So unless and until you know we are able to address that particular problem first, uh, we go out and uh, you know make sure that you know we get the best ingredients from around the world to ensure that uh, the consumer gets nothing but the best. Got it. Got it. Got it. Very interesting. So. You know, I have one really interesting question. I, I've i noticed, you know, you're, you're one of the very, very rare companies which is building from Coimbatore itself. Okay. I have actually two questions on that. One, how, how do you find talent, you know? Yeah. And second question is, how challenging was it to raise capital? Because most startups, um, you know, at least this is, uh, please, please correct me if I'm wrong, right? But majority of brands we see are either in Mumbai, Delhi, Bangalore, typically, right? Yeah. Um, what kind of responses you used to get, right? When you said like, hey, I'm building a, a completely organic beauty brand sitting out of Coimbatore, like yeah. you used to, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I answer the first question first, Rahul. What was it to find talent? You know, we I, I especially have a very different theory on on you know talent. It's very different from what others uh, believe. But you know, in my my personal life, I've always 
uh, you know, followed uh, one thing is that, you know, attitude is more important than aptitude. Uh, for me, it's very important when, when uh, even in our recruitment or, you know, if there's any teams that we are working with, it's extremely important for us to, uh, to see uh, the attitude of the person rather than looking at what credentials he brings on the table. I think that's real, that's something that really helped us in the initial phases of Juicy Chemistry. The first employee for Juicy Chemistry was our was our house help, which was with us for who, who was with us for the last twenty odd years. And you know, she started looking at you know what we were doing. She you know she, immediately she said, "Listen, uh, you know, I'll help out. I'll start packaging couriers like this. I'll start you know labeling the products like this." Every day morning, the storm used to you know hate. We used to you know clean vessels, you know clean uh, the floors make sure there is enough space for couriers to go out. And then, you know, uh, we had a very, very tough time with Juicy Chemistries. Uh, I mean, with my previous company's exit, uh, which was uh, into petro, uh, petrochemicals as well. But, you know, I had laid off my my laborers and I told them that, you know, I'll come back to you once, you know, I'm in a better place. But I had put them on two different, uh, you know, manufacturing units. And once um, Juicy Chemistries journey started growing uh, and we required more people, uh, you know, we immediately, you know, uh, gave them a call and they said, listen, now we, you know, we want you guys back. If you're able to come and join us, that would be great because, you know, we understood their work culture. We understood, you know, how hardworking they were and, and, and you know, their ability to learn, right? Because again, uh, coming back to the point that I had no reference, no, it, it wouldn't matter if I was in Delhi or Bombay or Bangalore, uh, you know, I wouldn't find the talent to make organic skincare products because that concept never existed in India in the first place. It's something that had to be, first learned and then passed on to the internal, immediate internal team. So uh, to say that, you know, finding talent was was difficult. Yes, it was extremely impossible for us to uh, find talent. It had to be, you know, inculcated in within the team. And everybody had to start thinking organic, right? We, it's not a compliance that we are doing because we need a certification. It's the brand ethos, right? You have to imbibe organic. You have to think uh, at a grassroots level very differently than what other brands uh other brands do or other processes are for that matter. So it was very important for us to, you know, build the right kind of team, you know, from the start. Um, and I think, uh, you know, focusing on attitude and rather than aptitude really helped us find that talent and groom that talent, basically. And secondly, yes, you are completely uh, right when you say that, you know, we hardly hear any brands from a city like Coimatode, uh, you know, raise funds. But the honest truth is, when we look, when we started uh, Juicy Chemistry, we were not looking to raise funds, uh, Rahul. You know, uh, like I said, you know, uh, my first failure was uh, a professional failure uh, stint was with my petrochemical manufacturing company. Uh, it mm -hmm. took us a long time to, you know, sort of come out of, uh, you know, the kind of uh, uh, problems that that we were facing in that industry generally, overall as well, and as a, as a firm, uh, both at personal and uh, professional levels as well. But, you know, I, when we started Juicy Chemistry, I, I wasn't thinking about, you know, how am I going to raise funds or, you know, how am I going to, you know, leverage capital when we go forward? It was not it was not the idea at all. Uh, for us, it was important to build a good organization, which, you know, believed in itself and, you know, had proof of concept firstly. Uh, you know, I always believe that no matter where you are, if you are able, if you are able to do the right things, talent will, you know, sort of join hands and, uh, you know, you, you will attract the right kind of people if your vibes are, uh, if you are throwing out the right kind of vibes. And I think that's what we did, even with our fundraise as well, Rahul. You know, to be very honest with you, we were not actively in the market looking for fundraise. Uh, we knew that you know we had to take on now because this is our next journey. But uh, it really wouldn't matter because we are sitting in Coimbatore and we are importing uh, goods from literally 20 different countries and we are making uh, 
the ingredients um, make their way into our manufacturing facility, right? So today, the world is a very small place. It uh, doesn't matter really where you are. As long as you're doing the right things uh, and, you know, you're giving out the right vibes, you will attract the right kind of uh, people to join and, uh, you know, uh, take you to the next growth phase of your uh, uh, of your journey as well. Uh, I strongly believe in that. And I think uh, Juicy Chemistry is one such example of that. Super cool. Very interesting. And when you say next journey, right? I mean, what is that next journey? Is um, you know, you're looking to go global, right? Craft a globally accepted uh, organic brand. Is is that what the mission is? Um, or or what, what is it? Um, absolutely, Rahul. I think, uh, you know, Juicy Chemistry has uh, started, uh, you know, opening up to the idea that it could be a brand, a globally recognized organic personal and skincare brand. Uh, we are already present in Australia. We are in Singapore. We are in South Africa, Nepal. Uh, we are in uh, France. Uh, We're looking at uh, different European countries. Uh, so we've already started, uh, you know, initial uh, seed work uh, for us to expand in different countries. Not to, not to forget that, you know, organic as a concept has been widely accepted in the West uh, about a decade and a half or close to two decades ago, I would say. Uh, and, and more so in the last decade, it strongly uh, made its uh, presence felt across Europe, uh, across US, uh, more more so the developed countries like Switzerland, Singapore, Australia, where you know the concept of organic is already known to the consumers, right? So almost a sort of a plug and play market for a brand like Juicy Chemistry with its credentials, uh, and already there is a huge wave of you know consumers looking for really clean, truly green sustainable you know uh, uh, products uh, in the in the in, in the market and i think we fit the bill right there uh, and, and you know we've done a lot of groundwork in that sense to ensure that you know we are compliant in these different uh, countries in eu in the us with the fda regulations uh, in singapore and australia with stricter quarantine uh, uh, you know uh, restrictions around products you know we've we've really worked around a lot of uh, formulations specific to those countries as well uh, and I think uh, you know we are on right we are on the right track. Although uh, you know only about seven percent of our uh, um, uh, revenue comes from uh, exports, uh, I see this uh, going up to about twenty to twenty five percent in the next uh, few uh, uh, you know few years. So yeah, so uh, while we're doing some uh, additional research, we found out. Uh, um, and and before I ask this question, if you know you're not comfortable with us keeping this in the podcast, we can always edit it out. Um, we found out that almost eighty percent of your sales come uh, from your website. That is, it's from your direct to consumer channel. And you know that is a fairly difficult uh, task to achieve. So just want to understand uh, how you managed to uh, crack such a number and how do you manage to sustain it for so long. Uh, very, uh, very interesting, actually, is uh, you know we always wanted to you know control as much of the consumer journey as possible, and not to forget that Juicy Chemistry's products are you know uh, you know sensorily different, olfactorily different. Uh, you know they have a different storage mechanism. Sometimes uh, you know products do melt in transit because we don't use stabilizers. You know because our shampoos have no sulfates whatsoever, not even green sulfates. That you know, a lot of brands use uh, like cocoa glucoside, etc. You know, for us, because uh, the ethos remain that you know everything that we need for a healthy and beautiful skin is available from nature's lab, uh, and there is uh, we, and we don't uh, look at you know lab-grown ingredients for uh, performance or efficacy. Uh, you know, this was very important uh, statement uh, that that you know we 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 told the consumer, 
and uh, you know we didn't want them to be uh, you know surprised when they saw a, a product which reached them in a particular way uh, very few of the skews that that do that because they don't have any stabilizers uh, you know we wanted to control the last mile journey of the consumer we we wanted them to understand that you know we were we were there ready to answer every single question you know, you know in a brand in a, in a space where you know everybody was selling cosmetic uh, and skincare and and personal care products with uh, with you know different ingredients juicy chemistry was a uh, was a brand that you know came into the into the market and asked, started asking the right questions first up right so we wanted the consumers to ask us as many questions as possible uh, because you know they, they they should know that you know how this product is completely different than what they should ex- they they would expect of a commercial shelf. Uh, so that was that was our uh, you know cue to uh, start focusing more on the journeys that the consumer was taking on our website, looking at it as a supermarket checkout. You know the more information that we could give about our product to the consumer we 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 realized that the consumer was less surprised when they got the product right and why doesn't the shampoo lather the way it should uh, like other shampoos lather why does your shampoo lather so much why is hard water uh, a problem when you're using your shampoo and not with other shampoo why is it that you know your body butters melt and others don't uh, so you know it was very important to get that consumer to understand the product in the first place and we could do that very well on our platform and through our question and answers through our whatsapp interactions through our emailers through our social media it could be in so many different ways but we were able to explain to the consumer before they bought the product that hey listen when you're buying this product this is what you can expect uh, for this and this is the usage of the product you can use it like this this is the morning routine this is the night routine and the consumers always you know preferred that you know we were upfront with them we would make them understand how to use the product and that's when they saw results as well so consciously what we did was uh, you know ensure that you no know, whichever platform they were coming in from we focused our energies on getting them to our platform where they could uh, you know understand a lot more about the product journey and even the last mile support was you know was controllable by us whereas you know when they were going on to larger third party platforms you know they often had to wait about um two days three days sometimes even you know a couple of weeks together to you know actually get a resolution to some problem that they had faced for example you know i i got my product and you know, it leaked out and and now nobody is responding back and now we are helpless because they didn't shop on our platform and there is a there is an entire journey that we also have to take uh behind the scenes to ensure that we are able to help the consumer in certain way so you know we want to avoid all those you know third party layers that we were putting in from uh you know between us and the consumer um and you know control a lot more of that journey so it was a very conscious decision we took about in 3 or 4 years back to uh, you know ensure that many uh, as many people uh were coming were you know able to understand the entire product proposition first before they bought the product and that's the reason why uh you know we have uh, a, such a strong cohort uh rate uh, as far as juicy chemistry's repeat customer rate is concerned very interesting pratish just just going back you know uh, one question that you know i've been thinking about your site mentions about soil to shelf right so is it true that you actually get the ingredients directly from farmers yes absolutely no absolutely what we've essentially done is you know disrupt a 150 year old uh, you know beauty and personal care uh, supply chain by you know cutting out the middleman completely now one of the reasons why we had to go go directly to the farmer is because uh, you know we didn't 
uh, one, like I, I keep uh, going back to the point that, you know, we don't use chemically processed agro ingredients as well. Uh, we had to go directly to the supply, to the farms to, you know, get the kind of materials that we were looking to work with for our formulations. Like in India, like I said, there was absolutely nobody who was doing organic skincare back then. And even, you know, uh, apart from a few hair colors and a few products which have EcoCert certified ingredients, but not the formula being certified, it was extremely difficult for us to get hold of the formulations that we were looking to work with. Uh, so, you know, uh, our international uh, shows that we did very earlier on, uh, uh, I, I wouldn't say very early on, the, right in the middle section of our uh, growth journey, we did a lot of international shows where we met a lot of direct suppliers and we established fantastic supply chain relationships uh, with them, working with the farmers directly, thereby you know, giving us the kind of credentials that we required for the product to get certified organic. Like, for example... Uh, I'll take a, you know, any ingredient for that matter, right? I mean, today in India, you're able to get certified organic food grade products because uh, that has become, and and luckily for us, because every single product that we use is a food grade product. So now we are able to get a lot more of the ingredients, but that was not the case in 2017-18. You know, people were just understanding what organic certifications are all about. Food was, you know, really uh, propelling in terms of organic, like, you know, we were able to get organic flowers, herbs, but we were not able to get, you know, certain important ingredients like shea butter. Like, for example, you know, not, not many people in India actually uh, stock a shea butter as a, as a raw material, organic shea butter as a raw material. Because organic credentials need you to be having, you know, a very strict uh, quality control right from the ground. You know, when you look at certifications, it's not just a certif certification which tells you the product is organic. It actually takes a very holistic approach. It's almost like having a management certification in place, which allows you to, you know, focus, very hyper-focused on uh, traceability and the operations that you're doing as well. You know, especially for a brand like Juicy Chemistry, it was important to have that certification because it, it, it you know, encompasses so many different aspects of your manufacturing process. And just by doing that, you're compliant with so many management level certifications like ISO 9000, uh, 2015, you're compliant with ISO 14000, uh, you know, you're compliant with, uh, you know, so many other uh, international uh, requirements for uh, for uh, you know your management uh, level uh, certification processes as well. So looking at organic certification purely from the soil level uh, growing and then you know taking the supply and using it in your production facilities is not what certification is all about. Actually, it takes a very holistic approach towards uh, you know sourcing, uh, supply chain, manufacturing. Uh, it tells you you know do's don'ts, uh, you know sustainability in terms of packaging, labeling, transparency. So it, 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 it encompasses a lot more than just certification. And we are right uh, when we say that, you know, we go to the soil because here in India, uh, you know, compliance is looked at as a very tedious process. Uh, but, uh, you know, when we wanted some ingredients in the West, uh, you know, compliance is a part of their uh, manufacturing or, you know, their farming processes. For example, you know, we go to Bulgaria to buy our rose water because here in India, we don't find, we find rose water but, uh, you know, the quality and the source of the origin of the rose water itself is a big question mark for us. We don't know what are the processes that they are doing. There is no clear traceability to the soil. Are they using fertilizers? Are they using insecticides? Are they using pesticides, fungicides, any sort of, you know, uh, ingredients that, you know, will make its way into the DNA of the plant? Uh, thereby, you know, if my product, if my raw material is not from an organic source, how is my product going to be organic? Right? So for us, it was very important to go to the source, work with the farmers, 
And, and only 20% of our, 20 to 25% of our raw materials are sourced internationally. Uh, almost 75% of raw materials we source are sourced from India. For example, you know, we go to the, the source because, you know, that's where the ingredient grows to its maximum, you know, nutrient value. Uh, you know, I don't, I can't expect a tea tree oil to grow the same way it grows in Australia or an olive to grow the same way it grows in Spain or Greece to grow in India. Because of its nutritive value that is there and its altitude, geographical location, wind, water, all those things, you know, make a plant or make a make a ingredient what it is in that particular locality, right? So that's why we, you know, go to the source to, to get the best ingredient. And that's when we use it in our manufacturing processes, we are able to you know, pass on those nutrients to the consumers. So by cutting out the middlemen, what we've essentially done is verify the quality of the ingredients that we are getting. Uh, so you know, the lesser the hands change, the more clear traceability that we have back to the soil, ensuring that you know, the, every single ingredient that makes way into Juicy Chemistry's uh, lab uh, or manufacturing house is actually you know, from organic sources and it is clearly traceable back to the soil. We're actually not soil to shelf, we're actually soil to soil as well. Every single product you use from Juicy Chemistry's range of skin and personal care products, uh, when it's drained back into the, into the soil as well, what you're draining back is also organic. So we are actually zero waste in, in, in every sense of it. Uh, you know, that's, uh, that's really great to hear. And just the thought that uh, there's so much time, effort and thinking going into each ingredient you know, literally making sure it's from the right space with the right, uh, you know, climatic conditions, etc. This is truly remarkable. Absolutely, Zoya. Uh, Zoya. That's that's exactly what we do. You know, uh, every every particular um, ingredient has its own genetic makeup, right? It has genetic makeup. It has a specific benefit on application to the skin. Now, rose, for example, we go to we go to South Africa, a very remote country in South Africa, Lesotho, which is the best suited for growth of rose hips. The nutrient value that we get, and you know, we, our products go through a, a lot of testing, you know, uh, post and uh, you know, pre-manufacturing uh, stage as well. And we've not seen the kind of nutrient profile that in that particular region is able to give, is, is not being able to match by any other supplier in the world. Right? So for us, it's it's that nutritive value that is more important. Uh, and that's why, you know, when the consumer uses our products, are able to see the results on application, right? So that is one of the, the, the biggest reasons why, you know, Juicy Chemistry has the repeat customer rate that it does is because, you know, we are able to impart efficacy on application, right? The consumer is coming back because they are able to see results. And the results are purely just from ensuring the right kind of sourcing and the right kind of manufacturing techniques to ensure these nutrients are alive on, on application. So, uh, you know, I want to ask you a question about one of your social media posts. And uh, it's, you know, it's not a usual question, you know, one would ask uh, the founder about a social media post in, in specific, but, 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 you know, it really did catch my eye. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, Mega was uh, on the post and it said that, here's what people said when we were starting out. You know, that one, you probably go, guys don't have the relevant experience. Second, that there already are enough natural brands. Thirdly, how will you guys be organic? Fourth point was, how will this scale? Fifth point was, how are you going to maintain shelf life? And the last question was, are you guys sure about this? <laughs> so I uh, would love to know that after all these questions you asked, 
Where, where did the conviction come from to really build this out? To be very honest, uh, you know, when we started off, you know, we were not, we, we, we didn't envision the brand uh, to, to span out the way it did. Of course, it, it's, it's great to be in a place uh, that we are today. But honestly, uh, you know, it was it was very clear uh, to us through our research, through our understanding of the ingredients, by working with the formulations uh, and doing rigorous amount of uh, uh, you know work to understand the physical and chemical properties of the ingredients and the pure sheer amount of hours we put in terms of you know formulating the products. Literally, uh, we must have tried. You know, we we go through about sixty to seventy different uh, formulations. Sometimes we go to about hundred uh, odd formulations before we get one product right. So it, it it was a lot of conviction because uh, you know we 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 started off uh, with five thousand rupees in our pocket uh, when we started off the brand. Uh, you know, it was purely on the basis of what consumers were telling us that we were able to you know, because we were small, we were able to pivot very quickly and understand from our mistakes, understand from the kind of you know formulations that we were doing, what was working, what was not working. Uh, you know, organic products seem to be uh, you know play uh, play up sometimes. You know, how do we uh, you know, cut out that, uh, you know, inconsistency in products. Uh, we did a lot of work. We put in for the first two, three years, I think we put in about 18 hour, uh, 20 hour days, almost every single day. Uh, research at night, pr- 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 products manufacturing in the morning, uh, you know, dispatchers in the afternoon, uh, you know, accounts in the evening. You know, so we've sort of encompassed the entire journey by ourselves where, you know, we've played multiple roles at multiple uh, levels. Uh, in our in our uh, early days of operations, so it was very uh, it was very clear to us that uh, you know these products um, have we are onto something because the kind of love we got from the consumers end was phenomenal, and we've kept the brand very true to its core, and we've never even today after uh, after six years of operations we've not shifted from our core product offering. Uh, I think uh, that conviction uh, came in much later. I think when we started looking at it as a brand uh, in 2017, right. I think uh, is that's when we started looking at it as a brand. Before that, it was a, it was something that you know was we were we kept getting more passionate about it. But at, in 2017, we started thinking as a right. brand, and that's when you know it's it sort of sunk into us that listen, we we need to think like a brand now that you know we have. Uh, now a range of products. We need to instill confidence and trust in people uh, because um, you know, it, uh, and we we very really quickly learned that you know no amount of marketing dollars you spend in in this category, skin and personal care category, is going to win you the consumer the second time around. You are applying the product on the most expensive real estate that is out there is your face and hair. No matter how much uh, of of convincing you do, if the product experience is not good the first time around, you cost the consumer for that. Right. So, you know, we didn't, we didn't, uh, you know, right up till 2019, I would say early uh, 20, we didn't spend too much money on our social media or our brand building exercise at all. It was purely through word of mouth marketing and peer to peer reviews where we were able to get most of our traction from. You know, we didn't care about four or five star reviews back then. You know, for us, if it was a, if it was a one or two star review, that's where we jumped our uh, gun, and that that's that 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 really bothered us, and it continues to bother us today as well. Because it, uh, with, with skincare, you know, not one thing is 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 right or wrong. I was mentioning earlier as well that you know there is a there is different ways of achieving uh, skin and personal care. Uh, you know, optimal level of skin and personal care satisfaction. It, it's it's fluidic for everybody. 
Um, and there are different ways of doing it, right? right. Um, nutrition can be uh, gotten to the skin in multiple ways. Uh, which is the right way? There is no right way. What works for you, you do what works for you. Uh, and that's that's a little bit of discoverability that is that is attached to it as well. What we got uh, from the consumer that that was you know that was very very uh, positive in, uh, you know uh, impact on both our psyches that you know hey listen we are really onto something over here because uh, you know if you are at a, a 99 out of 100 most of the times uh, you've got the you've got the product right you've got the you know consumer backing the brand you've got consumers talking about it they become the torchbearers for the brand and that happened more often than not so that was our that was our uh, you know core uh, strength uh, our interaction and our support from and love from the consumers that we keep continue to receive over the years crazy that's that's amazing to learn pradesh i i have a last question for you uh, what got you to start offline stores while you're doing such super work online do you um do you think you're going to you know, go a long way taking the offline route as well. Um, Rahul, I think uh, you know when uh, when we had uh, our first uh, standalone juicy chemistry store in Coimbatore, we were extremely elated because you know people uh, had they had never seen something like this in the city. Of course, uh, I think we were one of the only uh, standalone stores, organic skin and personal care standalone stores in the country that back then. But uh, I have two thoughts around this. One is that even today, a lot of business happens offline. Of course, uh, I'm not talking about the pandemic period here because you know we are obviously restricted to move, restricted for movement. But today, uh, you know, we are not as evolved as China or the US is as far as you know online is concerned. Uh, they are probably, uh, you know, their penetration is a little uh, is 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 far more better than what we are in India today. We still are a little traditional in that sense, and I see that you know offline. You know, bouncing back. Uh, even today, you know, our Indian consumer wants to go to the uh, to the store, under, talk to the beauty uh, expert behind the counter, understand if that product is going to work for them or not. Sensory olfactory, uh, you know, association is very important for the consumer. Uh, you know, that, that's that's the same with you know uh, your uh, you know makeup and uh, uh, other cosmetics as well. But I I, I see that uh, you know in our business plan uh, before we you know took on funding, we wanted to get uh, to uh, a lot of offline stores, predominantly in metros and tier one cities, where you know we've mapped the consumer really well, uh, and and I don't see that um, you know changing in, in in the future because obviously things are going to go back uh, to normal. Things will pick up, uh, retail will bounce back, and I think with a segment like ours, which is more uh, you know uh, sensory and olfactory sort of uh, touch and feel, is is as very important even today. I think I would strongly. Uh, no, I would not write off offline uh, in the near future for sure, given the fact that it's not going to go all down south from now. I mean, and, and it won't uh, because, you know, things are improving slowly and steadily. Uh, and I think retail will definitely bounce back. And I think Juicy Chemistry has a very strong uh, affinity towards uh, going offline. Uh, but at this point in time, we are doubling down on our online efforts because that's uh, that time we've already we've always built a digital first brand. Uh, we wanted to open experience stores for consumers. This would, uh, you know, this has worked for us even in the past as well, where, you know, both Mega and I would stand behind the counters, take the consu uh, consumer one one consumer at a time and, you know, explain to them what our product offering is all about. I know it's not a very scalable option uh, given in today's times, but, you know, that's exactly what we are doing uh, with uh, with online as well, where, you know, me and Mega show up a lot to answer questions, you know, to take uh, queries from the consumers, answer one-on-one. -on -one. 
do a lot of lives, uh, do not do a lot of knowledge transfer to the consumers. And I think uh, it happens very well offline as well when the consumer is able to, you know, look at you, uh, you know, one-on-one uh, and understand from, from the brand why this product is going to be working for me rather than, you know, just, you know, go offline. Because, you know, offline and online traditionally have also worked really well together. I think that will continue to happen. So once we are in a better time. Absolutely. Very, very interesting. Um I think this was this was amazing. I didn't realize we spoke for over an hour. So, do you have any more questions? <laughs> no, uh, thanks, Pratesh. You know, I have uh, one very simple observation, which is that uh, you know, in this space, there are D two C brands, and then there are true D two C brands, and uh, definitely juicy chemistry is in the latter. Uh, no doubt about that. All the way from it's the way it's manufactured to the way uh, you know, it gets the consumer. I think it truly embodies that philosophy. And thank you so much. You know, I've learned so much and I'm sure so did our, our listeners. Thank you so much, Rahul and Zoe for having me on the podcast today. It was an absolute pleasure. Uh, dear listeners, if you liked the episode, please do share it with others. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and share any feedback with us on Twitter. Our handle is kcap underscore in. See you next week with a new episode.